Welcome to the Fit-ish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Brittany. I'm a mom of four, and I'm on a mission to help moms find ways to twist health and fitness into the chaos of motherhood. After losing 180 pounds of baby weight and overcoming postpartum depression, I fell in love with helping women overcome societal norms while creating a path for themselves. I am here to tell you everything you need to know about building the body and life of your dreams, all with kids in tow. Grab your coffee, because I know you need it, and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fit-ish Mama podcast. I am super excited because today I'm trying something new, um, something that I've never done before. If you're listening to this on like podcasts or Spotify, anything like that, like you don't see me, um, but I am going to start adding some video components to my podcast because I feel like you know, the emotions sometimes can get lost when you can only hear a voice. And I think it's important to kind of see like my facial expressions and, you know, my body language to just kind of see and like hear and and feel feel that passion. But some people are also like visual, right? Like they want that visualization and they want to, you know, feel connected face to face. So I'm really excited to be adding this um, extra components to, to my podcast. So I'm going to upload all of these to YouTube so you guys can find my YouTube channel down in the show notes. Um, and so hopefully you guys enjoy that. We'll see how it goes. But um, being vulnerable, right? Adding my face to things is always, it's funny because I was someone who grew up and like I never wanted any sort of attention, right? Ironic because I have this great social media platform. I love my community and I'm making a podcast and videos, but I'm like, oh, like people scare me. Um, But it was really just like the lack of confidence I had that just really held me back for such a long time, right? And if you guys have been following me for a while, you know, I'm super open about my journey with postpartum depression. And like, that's really what I've built my platform on, my coaching, um, you know, business, my own health and fitness journey is is really just like, that was such a pivotal moment for me. And I just want to help educate and support other women and their families, like as they're going through that process. Um, so today I want to talk about five things that having postpartum depression taught me because I I know it's not, it is not the easiest thing to live with. And there are different um, severities and degrees when it comes to postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And those are also going to waver, right? Like some days my postpartum depression is, is really bad. Like I can barely get out of bed. I'm super tired. I'm, I'm grouchy. Um, and there are other days where like, I feel like a freaking queen. And I'm like, I got this. Like today is is one of those days, right? Maybe that's why I'm making this today. Like I feel super good. Like I feel very comfortable in my skin. I'm feeling very confident with like my abilities and the things I'm saying and how organized I am. Um, And so it's important to know that like, just because you feel like crap today, you know, tomorrow it might not be like that. And so you know, I'm taking advantage of that high I'm feeling. Um, and I want to share that with you guys. So I think that it, it can come off as a weakness, right? And that's, you know, one of my things we'll talk about at the end. Um, but I think learning how to own the fact that you have postpartum depression and, and using it as almost a strength, right? Like where, what can I learn from this? And I, I try to go into most experiences with that mindset anyway, right? Like I don't look at things as like things as good or bad. I I try to look at them as, well, what can I get from this? How can I grow? How can I learn? And sometimes there's big groundbreaking pivotal moments. And then sometimes it's like, well, I didn't really learn anything from this. And like, that's fine too. 
Um, so I want to just, you know, I, I am learning how to take my PPG and, and be empowered by it because whether I like it or not, it's a part of me. And it's been, gosh, I don't know, four, five years now that I've been dealing with it. Like it's clearly not going anywhere. So instead of trying to bury it, hide from it, run from it, I'm just going to embrace it. Right. I'm going to see what I can learn and how I can grow. Um, and I'm going to use that to, to help all of you. So there's five things that I want to talk about that I have learned by having postpartum depression, and I don't know that I would have learned these had I not had PPD. So um, the first one is that it is okay to ask for help. And if you're a mom, you're like, no way, like I have to be in charge. I have to, you know, be on top of everything all the time. And you're not wrong, right? Like you're not wrong by feeling that way because usually mothers, right? We are head of household. We we take care of all the household chores. We take care of the kids. Um, if you work, whether it's at home, it's out of the home, right? Like you have that responsibility. We do all the appointments and all the phone calls, right? Like we, we have a lot of stuff on our plate. Um, and so we also don't want people to think that we are weak and we're struggling, right? So the thought of asking for help, it makes you feel very vulnerable because you have to admit that you do not have it all under control or that you're feeling overwhelmed and that is hard right being vulnerable is hard um but learning how to ask for help is is something that has opened up a lot of doors for me it's also made it so that my relationships function much better right because i'm able to go to my husband and be like listen like i need help and not just with like my own mental health or like the space i need but also like things in the house, right? Because when things are overwhelming, when I'm getting behind, I feel flustered. I feel like I'm not doing a great job. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then the guilt sets in and then that triggers the PPD, right? Like that gives me those depressive episodes. Um, so telling him what I need, right? Like voicing the help that I'm requesting is bringing up some of that mental space I need. It's taking some of the responsibility off of me. And now I'm allowing him to show me that like he is here for me and he's going to support me. And that has helped our relationship tremendously, right? Because now I have more space for him. I have more energy to put towards my marriage and my communication. And I'm not just feeling so like dead by the end of the night, right? Like I look forward to that time with him. Um, and if I wasn't asking him for help, and I know this from experience, right? Like I wouldn't have that. Um, we don't really live near anybody. So like I, we used to have a, a nice community when we lived in um, Okinawa, all of our friends were there. And so like, we had that great community, but we haven't lived near family got, since we had kids, right? There was a short, a very short period of time where we lived with my parents, but for a majority of my parenthood journey, right? Like we, we don't have help right? It's, it is me and it is him. Um, and so, you know, if you do have people around you, if you have parents or siblings and friends that are willing to, to do that, if they offer, take advantage of it. Don't say no, don't feel bad about it, right? Like you're not, you're not a bad mom, right? Like voice your needs and, and, and feel empowered by it, right? Because you're actually sticking up for yourself and you're figuring out your boundaries and then you are acting on those. Um, you know, so number one, ask for help, right? From your community, from your doctors, um, from the people around you, because that is, it's, it's going to free up energy. It's going to free up time. I have makeups um, that you need. And now you can give that extra space and extra time towards you, right? 
Um, the second thing that I have learned, <laughs> and this one was a hard one, two and three are like kind of connected. Um, but you know, you, if you have a baby, right, you know, you've had a baby, you know, it is a very traumatic experience, right? You've gone through a lot. Your body was just literally pushed to like the brink of the max amount of pain and discomfort and, and things that it can handle. Right. And then if you add in other complications, like holy heck, this is the wildest experience like I've ever had. Um, And I've had four, you know, four deliveries. And I can tell you every single one of them was extremely different. (laughs) None of them were the same. Um, And so like, that is one thing that like, just kind of learning to slow down and embrace that initial like fourth trimester postpartum, right? Like just stop trying to rush. I think sometimes we like, you know, we want to just bounce back and go back to who we were and the way we looked and the way we felt. And that's cool, right? That was an expectation that I had, but it is 100% not, it's not realistic. Um, Because you are taking home this little human who doesn't know anything about you, who doesn't know the world. And at the same time, you just became a mom or a mom of two or a mom of three, right? Like you're, you have to relearn your skills. You have to learn this new person and all while taking care of this body that just went through this crazy experience, right? That is a lot. It is a lot mentally. It is a lot energetically. um, It is a lot, you know, physically. And it's so stop trying to rush the healing process. That was one thing I did. um, Not so much with my first because I wasn't really into health and fitness at the time like I am now. Um, But with my second pregnancy and my third pregnancy, I rushed my postpartum healing way too quickly. I was like, how long can I work out? How long is it going to take me to lose the weight? Right? Like, when can I leave the house? When can I, like, I just wanted to be normal. Um, and you know, with my second, it really wasn't that bad. Like I was pretty, I waited until I think like eight weeks or six weeks, whatever. I didn't really like rush too much. Um, but my third one, it was like three weeks postpartum. And I was like, all right, let me work out. Let me, you know, I need to get all this baby weight off. I need to, you know, be super immersed in all of these things. And I will tell you like that made my postpartum depression worse, right? Like that I got, I developed postpartum depression after my third pregnancy. Um, well, really I started it while I was pregnant, but, um, I was trying to bury myself in, all the things, right? Because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand the feelings I had and in the, you know, the physical physiological response that my body was having. So like, I just was like, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to bury it. I'm going to stay busy. I'm not going to think about it. Right. Like how can I, again, just feel normal. I wanted to just feel normal. But the thing is with postpartum, right from a hormone perspective, your body is just going through a wild amount of hormone transitions. Um, You are trying to go back to, again, your old, you know, hormone balances, not being pregnant. That can take anywhere from 12 months to, or not 12 months, 12 weeks to a year, right? Everybody is a little bit different. It depends on, you know, what you were dealing with before you got pregnant as well. Um, But it takes 
at least 12 weeks for things to even like settle down and start to be normal. So when you're looking at like, well, how do I get back to normal? How do I lose weight and blah, 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 right? Like you don't even, don't even think about it for at least 12 weeks, right? Like give your body and your hormones time to like reset and readjust so that you're able to go into these things, level-headed, feeling energized. You're not super sleep deprived. Um, And just like let your body heal because your insides take way longer than you probably think they do to really heal and come back together, especially if you have tears, um, if you've had a C-section, right? Like I am two and a half years postpartum and I still can't feel any part of my scar. Um, My core is still very weak, right? Like it's, it takes a long time to heal and like, that's okay, right? So just enjoy that little baby, focus on sleep sleep, focus on, um, you know, your nutrition, right? Make sure you're eating enough because especially if you're breastfeeding, right? Like your body needs that. Um, but you know, focusing on those things, those, those qualitative things is going to help you like stop trying to rush through just that, that feeling for normal. And I think when you have PPD, you want that even more because you don't feel like yourself and you don't feel like you feel like there's something wrong with you. And like, I'm not enjoying my baby. And like, you know, or you have intrusive thoughts and it's like, oh, like, you know, that's not the motherhood experience you want. So you just want to rush. But the reality is you need to slow down. You need to slow down. You need to check in with yourself, whether it's, you know, you start journaling again, or you ask for help. Um, You go to the doctor, right? Slow down so that you can breathe and you can just really analyze and audit what is going on inside your head, inside your body. Um, and this leads me into my third one, right? Because this is something I did and mm, not a good choice. Like if I could go back, I would not do this. Um, but exercise does not fix everything. Um, a lot of times when I'm even talking to my clients, I'm like, well, what do you do for stress management? Like, what does that process look like for you? And they're like, oh, I like to exercise. Um, and that's not good enough. Okay. Just exercising is not good enough for stress management. You need to have other techniques, other techniques, right? You need to have other tools in your tool belt. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to, you know, try to put a band-aid on something that's not that's not helping you, right? That's not going to fix the problem. Um, I started exercising three weeks postpartum with my third um, because I just thought I could over-exercise the heck out of my PPD and it would magically go away. Um, and I will tell you right now, that it didn't work. Um, If anything, it led me to having an exercise addiction. I hated my body even more than I had ever before. Um, I felt very unhealthy. My food obsession was out of control. Um, And I was, it's because I was looking for control, right? Like I didn't have control over my emotions or my mental state at the time. And so of course, where can I take that out? Like, where can I find that? Um, And that is through my food, my exercise, right? And so I was just over exercising and trying. And if you if you were to go back and I, you know, my posts pop up in like the memory section and I just read them and I'm like, oh my God, like I was struggling so hard and I, I couldn't even see it. Um, you know, like exercise isn't going to fix it. It can be a component of what you do to to fix and to heal, but that cannot be the only thing that you do. And if it is, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that is that is so me, right? Like we gotta stop. We gotta stop, we gotta reevaluate, and we have to find 
other methods, other plans, um, things like journaling, meditation, therapy. Um, you might need medication and like that's totally okay too. But if you're just relying on exercise to get you through the day and, and to push you through, you know, this depressive episode or this current phase you're in, I'm telling you, it's not enough. You have to do more. Okay, so number four, and this goes, you know, rounds up to number one, right? Like when we ask for help, we're giving ourselves time to take care of ourselves. Um, and yes, that can be exercise. You know, I am, I'm a health and fitness coach. I love to exercise. I want all my, you know, my babes to exercise, but right. Taking time away from, for you, for yourself, right. That level of self-care, um, self-care is not going to the grocery store alone. It's not taking a shower, right. I guess we, we want those things and we cherish those things, but that is not what I mean when I say self-care, right. Self-care could be, it could be going to the gym. It's, you know, getting a pedicure or, um, being outside with a good book in silence. No one's bothering you, right? Like that kind of self-care, so self-care can be, you know, reading a book. It can be, again, journaling, meditation, but like doing it away from people, doing it away from the little people that want to be on top of you 24-7. Um, it's important for you to take that time away so that you can, one, decompress, right? Like get rid of any um, angst or anxiety or frustration that you're feeling, um, but then also to like sit and, and process, right? Because if you're going through stuff, if, you, if you're dealing with, you know, mental health, you need to take time to kind of process what you're feeling, the words that are coming out of your mouth, the things that you're thinking, um, and work through those, right? Like, are these things true like is this my truth is this my actual story or is this the depression telling me things is it making me feel unworthy right like is it lying to me because I will say I have Brittany and then there's postpartum Brittany and postpartum Brittany is not nice <laughs> she's very negative she talks really bad about her body right like she hates her stretch marks and, and all of those things um but when I sit down and like logically think about it I'm like okay but I know that's not true because I know I'm strong and I know I'm smart and I know I'm a good coach and I know I'm an awesome mom, right? Like, so when you take that time to, to step away and, and decompress, like you can ask yourself those questions. Are these things true or is it the depression, right? How do I um, validate myself and my own feelings while still, you know, being able to be present? Because if you're constantly leading with this talk or this image that like, no matter what I do, it's not enough, or I'm not a good mom, or my kids hate me, or XYZ statements that you're saying to yourself, then when you do get with them, like your, your emotions are going to feed into them through your body language and your tone and your word choice, right? And we don't want to do that because that, again, feeds into that that cycle of guilt. Well, I am a bad mom. I just yelled at my kids and, you know, I'm not treating them with respect and I, I can't even pay attention when I'm with them. And that, again, doesn't feel good, right? Like not the kind of mom we want to be. Um you know, so taking that time away, processing your feelings, processing um, the situations you're going through, and sometimes old traumas come up too, right? So that's why I love I love journaling. I try to teach it to all my babes as well because you need that space to just say the things that you need to say, right? You can say them, and there's no judgment. Nobody needs to know because sometimes 
you know, if you are a mom, um, we do have intrusive thoughts. And some of the things that we think we know are illogical, but we also know that like, we're not thinking that way on purpose. And that is one thing that I don't think we talk about enough. I don't think intrusive thoughts get brought up. It's hard conversation to have. Um, I've recently had conversations with some of my friends and I'll tell you like, it's, it's, it's hard. It is uncomfortable. Um, but the reality is, is like, I'm not the only one and, and they're not the only one and you might not be the only one. Um, so give yourself the space to say what you need to say and feel what you need to feel, get it out, but then revalidate the better parts of you, right? Re-ignite um, the the inner you, right? The old you, whatever, you know, the new you, however you want to put it. So that when you walk back into your family, you feel refreshed, you feel energized and you feel back in control. Um, this is something that I try to implement daily, right? I spend a lot of time journaling at night before bed. Um, I try to step away when I'm feeling, you know, overwhelmed. I'm feeling frustrated. I do still struggle with my PPD. And when my PPD is bad, my patience with my kids is not good. I am more self-aware because I have spent time journaling, reflecting, figuring out what techniques work for me, how to recenter and how to ground myself when I'm feeling that way. Um, but the only way to do that is, is to take that time away and to put energy into figuring that stuff out. Um, so if you're not taking that time, you need to. And it doesn't have to be long. It could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, it could be hours, depending on what you know you have time, time for that week. But make sure you're doing that. Make sure you are making that a priority. Um, but my number five thing, my most important thing, is that just because you have postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, it does not mean that you are not strong. Um, I thought that my brain was broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm weak. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad person because I had postpartum depression. And 0% of those things are true, right? If you know me, if you know who I really am, you know me at my core, you know I am not those things. I know I am not those things. Um, and that part of PPD, like that was taking away the good parts of me. It was starting to overshadow and overcome all the things that I love about myself. And that is when I was like, no, like I have to fight for me. Like I am fighting for my life, right? Which in turn is fighting for my kids to have a better mother. Um, you know, just because you struggle, it doesn't mean that you're not strong. And it also doesn't mean that it's going to be that way forever. You know, this is just one chapter, one phase of, of your life, of motherhood, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And you have to remind yourself that even though it's really dark right now, and some of the things you might say or think are, are hard and, and mean, right? Like that doesn't mean that that is your truth. It doesn't mean that you will always be like this. It doesn't mean you are stuck like this. You will have other opportunities to grow and you will walk out of it one day and you'll be like, oh my God, like, look at all these hard things that like I did like at what I overcame and look how strong and incredible I am right I was able to see that I was struggling I was able to take the steps I needed to get help and and grow and, and just develop into this new human because who I am now is different than who I was when I had my third baby and my second baby and my first baby and you know who I was when I graduated college like I'm a much different person my confidence is skyrocketed <laughs> compared to then um 
but I could feel the PPD taking that away from me, right? And so when I realized like that's not, that doesn't have to be me. I can reframe that and I can rewrite that story to be who I want to be, right? The version of Brittany that I think is best. Um, and so you have that power, right? So I know mental illness is is tough and some days we don't feel like we are in control, but you have to remind yourself that even if you don't feel like it, you are in control and you can conquer this and you are strong. Um, and the day is going to come where you're on the other side, right? So you push through and you you figure out what gets you there, what motivates you, what excites you. Um, and every single day you get to start over. Every single day you get to try again. So you know, I've learned a lot from having PPD. I'm sure I will continue to learn a lot as I get older um, and my kids enter new phases of, you know, kid in, kid life. I don't know. Um, I'm always learning and always growing as an individual, as a mother, as a spouse, as a coach. Um, and you are going to too. So I hope that you guys found this helpful. Um, if there was anything that you related to, I would love to hear about it. So you know, send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is underscore B-R-I-T-M-A-R-I-E-E-E. -E -E. I would love to chat and kind of hear your story as well. So I will talk to you guys next week when I see you for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Finnish Mama podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with your friends. Share it on Instagram and tag me so that we can become virtual besties. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you.